everybody, and welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And it's been a hot minute, but we're back with episode two of On My Venus. It took us so long to get back on top of this, and we're sorry you are thousands of listeners. (laughs) We'll never have to wait for an episode ever again to all of you just hundreds of thousands of people. All of our fans. All of our big fans. Raquel loves that joke. (laughs) That's my favorite joke. I'm gonna, you'll hear it a couple times. Just this episode. <laughs> so we're talking about episodes five through eight of On My Venus. <sighs> Ready to jump back in? Yeah. It is by far my favorite Korean drama that I've ever seen. Yeah. I cannot believe, like, this has become the new template for me for, like, a good K-drama. Yeah. They're so great at everything. Everything. Casting. Being amazing. Making me laugh, making me cry. Oh, realistic couple goals. Yeah. I was telling Emily about how I've never in my life wanted to be the the people in a K-drama until this K-drama. Now you want to be almost every one of them. Every single one of them. <laughs> they are all perfect. So, yeah, we're just going to stop ever doing this podcast after All My Venus, because it's too perfect. Yeah. We flew too close to the sun. And <laughs> now, it's, now it's over. Now there's just a disappointing road ahead. What are we going to do? No, we'll find yeah. another one. Just kidding. We love K-dramas. I'm pretty sure we'll probably say this in our next K-drama <laughs> that we do. We'll be like, this is the best one we've ever seen. I've never seen a better one. I've never seen a better one. And you guys will be like, ah. All these cats. They... they they love their hyperboles. They love their K-dramas. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll jump into it. We'll kind of start how we usually go and just go through each episode one at a time, break it down. So jumping in on episode five. Oh, we left off with a stalker on episode oh, four. Yeah, I kind of can't believe that that was such a big thing, like, when we left, I did not want to deal with that cliffhanger because it was too much. I was like, so we're gonna, we're gonna watch episode five, right? Because, oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. I think we did that. I think we just immediately, we were like, all right, shut up. We were professionals, we recorded the podcast, now back to the K-drama. Jump back in. Marathon. My little secret is that I usually watch the next ten minutes of every episode because... I can't handle cliffhangers. I'm a big old ween. It calms you down. Yeah, it just lets me be free from the K-drama for about a week. Yeah, it lets you actually live your life. Mm -hmm. Because your K-drama you is strangling life you. Yeah, I can't handle handle these cliffhangers. (laughs) But not with Oh My Venus. We stick with it for our fans. Yeah, and so we had to wait a whole podcast recording to find out... (laughs) That, uh, that everything is actually fine. Yeah, mostly. Like, it was a little frustrating uh, jumping into that police station scene. Yeah, it's... The stalker scene turned out to be less of a... of a dilemma as far as, like, her being an actual danger and more of a legal dilemma. Yeah, it kind of pushed them into, like, a... into a new problem, I guess, with, like, her being a lawyer and being aware of how the system is broken, and so when they were just kind of like, obviously, like, who would stalk you? She was just like, that's just how it is, and this sucks, like. It all sucks, because, as you would expect, Young Ho gets all up in arms, he's like, the police need to do something, and she needs to be safe, and that does not happen. No. And then, uh, then they just kind of walk away from that. Yeah, which is to say it um, it moves forward that storyline of her moving in with Young Yeah, I remember saying, I'm pretty sure they're going to move in together. <laughs> and I, I'm not even mad about that trope. That no. is such a good trope. And they executed it so perfectly. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like her reliance on him that she just kind of had to have like she tried to do it independently she tried to like do her and it was like legitimately the best situation she could possibly have had because she called her friend right and she's like Mm -hmm. can I stay with you and she's like 
Well, she didn't even get to ask before her friend was like, uh... There's so much going on here. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I'll talk to you later. And so she yeah. was like, I guess I'll stay at a hotel. But obviously, Young Ho was not having that. Which is to say, she doesn't even ask. She doesn't tell Young Ho, I'm going to a motel for the night. She's just like, drop me off on the corner. Yeah, and he does that weird thing where he doesn't actually leave, which, I mean, saved her from her stalker as well, mm-hmm. so thank God for that. But he doesn't actually leave. You just see him grab her arm, as per usual. As per usual, he just shows up out of nowhere. <laughs> he's back. He's back. And so she goes to live with him, and thank God. Thank God, it's really cute. It is. Basically, the stalker storyline moves them in together, and then... Wushik goes after the stalker. Yeah, they don't walk away from that. They don't that, walk away from that. That stalker it. situation sticks around for a minute. So there's now an assault case with Wushik and... Because he's a mess. Sujin comes in as his lawyer and is like, why are you protecting your ex-girlfriend? I don't like this situation. And then the four of them end up at the police station at some point. All together just being weird. Just being in a K-drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that seems to be more of what the stalker serves. Yeah, which bringing, is fine. bringing people together. Bringing people together. <laughs> like stalkers do. Classic stalkers. If you've ever been stalked, I'm so sorry. If that was bad taste, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a serious issue. And, uh, and we're sorry if it's really scary. And we're glad that this didn't take that angle. Yes. I don't know if they could have paid proper respect to how spooky stalkers are. Yeah. So we're glad they took it the legal route. They took it into the the broken system and uh, bringing lawyers together with the men they're attracted to route. Oh, it's a love square up in here. (laughs) It's not a triangle. It's not two regular people being in love. It's It's just a big old square for a minute. One messy square. I guess it's a star if you include the stalker. Oh, Lord. Five of them. I mean, uh, who else? Let's add, let's add some other people in there. Let's keep making let's... shapes. <laughs> the episode of shapes, yeah. love shapes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it wasn't as bad of a cliffhanger as they thought, and then they get to move in together, which is the beginning of the best storyline. Ah. Uh. They could not have executed that moving in together storyline any better. Like, it is everything I wanted it to be. It's the best kind of, Like, I'd call it fan service, but it was so well done. It doesn't even feel like fan service. It doesn't feel like a cheap thrill. Nope. It's just some good, good living together situations. Because um, then he gets to kind of take care of her from day to day. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of a cool aspect of it. Because, you know... It's early. They're not in love yet, but it's nice to see him, like, making sure she takes her pills. Like, oh, aren't you supposed to be really on top of your stuff? How about you, uh... Take that pill once in a while. And then, uh, eat, eat your good, good meal. Yeah. <laughs> he gets to be her meal coach and her workout coach and her hypothyroidism coach. All the... And all the coaching. All the Mr. Coaching. All the coaching names. <laughs> It's so, so good. Uh, so, yeah, it, it ends up being a really good situation for the plot of him being her trainer and helping her achieve a healthier, better her. So, Which is good because throughout this show, she slims down pretty fast. Yeah. Pretty much these next four episodes. She goes from uh, pre-workout bod to post-workout bod in, in short order. And that's fine. I mean... Raquel and I did notice that it seems to be always Christmas. Yeah, I, I'm confused because... Uh, so she might lose weight over the course of a full year because Jun and Wushik's anniversary was two days before Christmas. Yeah, it has to be a full year because it's so it always Christmas. she loses weight. Because she loses like 100 pounds. Yeah. It's a long time. So it has to be a year and it's kind of nice to consider it a year as well because I always feel... With other K-dramas, I have not felt that with this, but with other K-dramas, I feel a little rushed into believing relationships Mm -hmm. sometimes, whereas if this is a full year, then I don't, I I didn't feel rushed before, and I don't feel rushed now, because that is some 
good pacing. Yeah. This whole show is so well paced and so good chemistry between the <laughs> between all of the actors, but the ones that are in romantic relationships, specifically Ju Eun and Young Ho, best chemistry I've ever experienced in a case. So so good. They're like real adults in a normal relationship where the drama is all around them and that's what makes the show but they're not really as affected by it. It's right. not like they're fighting all the time and doing the breakup, get back together. Yeah, which is nice because then that adds its whole own, like, you have a hard time believing that it's a good relationship mm-hmm. because they're always breaking up. And so it's nice that they've settled into this thing where, yeah, this drama is happening around them and sometimes it's happening to them, but they usually talk about it uh-huh. and, like, confront the drama Instead of being like, well, I guess this just means we're not meant to be. It's like, yeah. okay, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't take it that far, but if you're ready to break up. Yeah, it's a K-drama, so you can do what you want. Yeah. Which is to say there's so many good juxtapositions in this show where they show such a good, healthy relationship with Ju-un and Young-ho and then turn around and the next scene, Wu-shik and Su-jin are, are together. A mess. They're the worst. They are the K-drama couple. Like, where they just cannot... Su-jin is always crying. Always. And for some reason, he's always, like, trying to convince her of something. Like, she's not a bad person. Or she's... I don't know. But he's usually smiling while she is crying. Yeah. I just feel like that is always happening. And I'm like, I... She's so sad and broken. Could you actually empathize? Or are we just going to... Manipulate and have beautiful women in your life. Yeah. Wu-shake. Remember Piece of crap. Yeah. Remember when we thought that he was just like a guy? When he was like a good guy who was just like... I like to pretend that didn't happen. (laughs) Because we were so wrong. I know, but I mean... Up until that point, he really did just seem like a victim of circumstance, where, like, sometimes Mm -hmm. you just fall out of love with people, and, like, you can't... He was a good boyfriend while it lasted. Yeah, and then you start to see all of his scheming, and creeping, and the way he just manipulates, and, like, picks up and drops Sujin all the time. And remember Mm -hmm. when we hated her... And then I was like, someday they're going to make me feel bad for her, and uh-huh. I'd like to see them try. Success. Success. I feel... She's pitiful. Yeah, I feel so bad for her all the time. She's sad. Uh. Yeah. Uh. All the feelings. And then there's the third couple of um, Ju Young and Yi Jin, yeah. which is just a weird, like, they're just throwing a curveball. Yeah, I'm like... Going for them viewers or something. Yeah, I have a hard time with that relationship because I think that she's really selfish. Because mm-hmm. he has so much going on in his life. And it is not a secret that he has so much going on in his life. Like, he's trying to win a championship. And he's so polite in turning her down. Yeah, he's, and I think he even explains it. He's yeah. kind of like, I, I just don't have time for this. It's my career. It's not either one of us. There's Right now, there's no feelings involved. Yeah. It is just my career. Like, I've got to work on that. On. And then you, as time goes on, you learn about how he's also, like working on finding his mom, Mm -hmm. because he was, he was, like, sent out into the world momless. Yeah! And so he's, like, found her, and he's struggling with that, and this girl won't listen to him when he says, like, not now. Yeah. Because she loves him. She just loves him. She has such an attraction to him, and I'm like, you need to respect people. Yeah. You need to get a little bit of a grip on... Your effect on people as well. Yeah. Because you're not a comforting presence that he always wants around. Yeah. Like, even when you seem like you might start to be a comforting presence, you pretty much just become irritating. Oh. So, yeah, there's so many, like... it. Both of those relationships just show Ju-un and Young-ho in an even better light. Yeah. Obviously, they're... Pretty perfect as is. Yeah, because they're just sweet and hilarious. Oh, they're so funny. They're so good together. But with these other relationships on the side, you can see even better how well they go together. Yeah. Kind of more into episode five 
that's when we get to see that one really vicious flashback scene of the blind date. That's the first introduction to yeah. that, like, really... So it flashes back to the good old days when Sujin and Juyong Jun <laughs> were... Uh, we're friends, and Sujin had just passed the bar, and it's like an exciting thing. A very tone deaf Juun sets them sets her up on a blind date, and something I kind of notice from this scene, uh, kind of going back in time, is that uh, Juun is pretty ignorant mm-hmm. to like how people feel in her youth. I feel like she's a really emotionally intelligent character in these in the show as a whole. But there's a reason that she's only got one friend. Mm-hmm. And her friend is the one that at the very beginning of the show, when they were getting away in in high school, her friend was like Yeah, like June ain't all that. Daigu Venus, whatever. Yeah, like, uh, do you really care? Because I just feel like it's it doesn't matter. Uh And she's the only one that stuck around because she was already strong-willed and did not care about June's looks and was just her friend. Yeah, which I mean, I I still resent a little bit how she treats her when she's heavy. I'm a little bit like I don't know if you can make. Jokes at your friend's expense like that. Mm-hmm. But... But you can tell there's some repressed feelings there. Yeah. So it's fine, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, you see this scene where uh, Sujin just gets crushed yeah. by this guy, and it's... <laughs> Korean Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Korean Eddie Redmayne. He's got all of the features of Eddie Redmayne if Eddie Redmayne were Korean. Yes! <laughs> But he's a douche. Yeah, he's a terrible person. Yeah, he seems like the worst. And it's kind of an interesting scene because you see why Sujin is attracted to Wushik in the first place. Mm-hmm. Because... Because it kind of started there. Mm-hmm. Like, he... I, I feel like the flashback is revealed over a few episodes, but you get it put together that Eddie Redmayne is really mean to Sujin and... Um, Wushik kind of comes to her rescue and is nice to her, and he gave her a present for passing the bar. Yeah. He's just authentically nice, which is to say he's being authentically nice to his girlfriend's friend. Right. He doesn't seem to have ulterior motives at the time. I know, later I'm like, you just grew into a terrible person, it yeah, seems. Yeah, you seemed okay. Maybe I'm just saying that so I feel better about being tricked. Yeah. <laughs> but, but still, he seems nice. Yeah, and like, you can see why... Why they have a relationship at all. Yeah. When it clearly doesn't work at this point. Yeah, because they're a mess in the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that flashback goes on for a bunch of episodes. It starts in five, though. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, like a complete side note, I just thought it was so funny. My roommate has the same tattoo <laughs> as Jun Seung, and I love it. <laughs> Did you show her that? I haven't showed her yet, no. Um, I've been meaning to, because I, I, I think I told her about it, I was mm-hmm. like, listen, you know your tattoo? There's this Korean actor. <laughs> He's pretty much perfect. So... You're welcome. <laughs> so you're pretty cool. Check you out. Look at you. Uh, yeah, that's that's been a nice a nice side benefit of seeing him shirtless. I guess <laughs> if there weren't enough side benefits, yeah, there's there's just a benefit. They don't even need to be side benefits, <laughs> yeah. but they throw them in for you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and I think episode five ends with. Young Ho going to the clinic to get his knee checked out. Yeah, and you find out he's... dark. Yeah, it's messed up. You find out that he had a terrible, terrible childhood. And he has been dealing with this knee thing for his whole life, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Uh, You find out so much. You find out so much. Like, so little, because it's pretty vague. Yeah. But it just is all painful and... 
they give a kid a little baby child knee surgery while he's awake. Apparently, he's like Just crying, screaming, like and it hurt. They already have the pins like in his leg to hold it, and I was just like. No, I don't think that's how it works. I think if a child is crying, you sedate them for I mean, surgery. If, if anyone yeah, is crying. They don't need to be crying. You could just sedate them. The they don't need to be a child. They don't need to be crying. They just need to be If you're doing surgery, just sedate them. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, man. I had knee surgery last year. Yeah, did they sedate they you? sedated me. Oh, thank God. Believe it or not, I went all the way under. <laughs> And it was fine. I did not remember the pain of the surgery. You did not lay down and cry and think, it hurts, it hurts, please, I'm scared. Did not. <laughs> I'm relieved. But also, I'm not a millionaire, so, you know, yeah, maybe so, they get that treatment. Yeah, when you're a millionaire, they don't sedate you when... The dark side of being a millionaire, <laughs> we found it. Uh, in this show. Never become a millionaire is this... what I'm learning. Oh, it's so topsy-turvy. I just don't understand. It's a really sad, emotional cliffhanger. Yeah. And then there's the whole, like, j- like side issue of, like, she's she has no clue that, like, it, this dark, yeah. terrible thing is happening. And he's pretending like he's in the U.S. with Anna Sue for no reason other than he thinks he's funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and so... He's in the U.S. with Anna Sue, apparently. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that part where he puts the blanket up over his bed, like, in his hotel? Because apparently... In his hospital bed to make it look like a hotel. Yeah, and so he's like, yeah, this is just, uh... What I've been doing. Yeah, having a comfortable and racy night. I don't... Do you remember when he tells manager men to have a comfortable and racy night? Yes! <laughs> Such a good moment, and manager Min is just like, uh... Alright. Thanks. Let's go into the flashback now. Yeah, let's, uh, let's bring it down <laughs> into the darkness. Your jokes aren't funny. <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God for manager Min keeping him grounded. He's an okay second dad. He goes back and forth. And then, uh, there's that classic line when they find out he's 99.9% free of tumors, and he's like, I'm still in pain, and probably it will either stop or I will die. It will continue for yeah. the rest of yeah, my life. Yeah, it will continue until I die. And it's like, yeah, I guess that is how it works, right? It's how everything like, works. Either things stop or they continue forever. Young Ho is so deep, but so sad. It's all those weird books that he reads. Yeah. That every time he's reading a book, it's just like, How to Be Alone. How to be a hermit. <laughs> like, like, stop reading these. Like, why are you learning how to be alone? Why? Your life is so sad. You've got two sons that you're raising really nice. Yeah, two adult sons. <laughs> two beautiful adult sons who are so pure. Mm-hmm. How about focus your attention on them? You'll never be alone with those two in your life. Yeah, so stop reading your sad, sad books <laughs> and quoting them. Oh. Episode six, one of the best ones. Oh my god, this is my favorite episode, probably. Really? Episode eight. Episode eight is really good, and that's like when it gets like romantic. Mm -hmm. But episode six is when I find out how much I love and relate to June. That's fair. On such a deep level. Because so many good things happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, She uh, has lost weight in her face, which is an interesting way to decide how people lose weight. It's fine. Yeah. It brings out the cute dimple thing that they start doing. His obsession with her dimples is super, super sweet. Yeah. So it makes it worthwhile that they do weight loss just in her face for some reason. I guess it probably cut down on times doing makeup and costumes mm. before the show, so... That's true. Practical as hell from a production standpoint. <laughs> Just thinking of the... Crunching the numbers here, it's a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, they have Kang Joon Day this episode. I really don't care about anything else. I've got so many pages of notes on this um, episode. Kang Joon Day is the yeah. best day. I That's... The point at which I realized that she and I... Oh, one in the same. One in the same. Because Kang Chun Day involves 
so many beautiful, wonderful things that I'm so on board with, like uh, laying very still in the most comfortable position possible. <laughs> it's called playing dead. <laughs> and it's how we live our lives. It's how we live our lives. I mean, you guys know. You guys watch K-dramas. Yeah. That's so. just how it is sometimes. You just you play dead while you watch the K-drama. I mean, another thing on the list was watch a romance movie and get as into it as possible. Yes. So that's like two of our loves combined. And we are her. And when they actually do it, like she's got the guys all doing this, and oh, <gasps> Jun Sung is, is bawling. So sad. I just oh, he took it so seriously because he's so good and he's, pure. I love him. Ah, uh, cheekbones. Oh, cheekbones. You, you are the best. Uh, che- cheekbones is his name. Cheekbones is his God-given name. <laughs> is his God-given name. His pure, his soul name. Cheekbones. Jun Jun Cheekbones song. <laughs> I don't know if you can throw another name into the. If I don't know how Korean names work. I know there's a last name. And then they usually, if if you know someone well, you say the two first names. Mm-hmm. But are they both first names, or can you shove a nickname into the middle? Of it? <laughs> if only I knew, because in America, you can you can just take someone's name and <laughs> shove a word in there. <laughs> and shove a word in there, and it's their nickname. And that's fun. And that's a fun American thing. Uh, we'll just. Uh, I've forgotten Jun Song's last name. It took me a long, long time to understand Jun Song. Yeah. I just called him Cheekbones for a long yeah, time. Yeah, there, there was, like, a couple of episodes where I called him the Korean snake. Yeah! And then I, as I got to know him well, I started calling him Cheekbones. So that's clearly his nickname. Yeah. But I don't know his last name, so I can't put, like, his last name, Cheekbones June Song. Yeah, so... That would make more sense to me. Again, I don't know how Korean names work, or anything <laughs> for that matter. Not even good at nicknames. Nope, can't do it. We are, uh, not a... Let us know how to nickname. But it's not a nickname, because I was watching a show last night, and someone's nickname was Ronnie, and I told Jason that my nickname <laughs> should now be Ronnie, and I said that's not how Emily works. <laughs> Emily Ronnie. Emily Ronnie Rhodes. It sounds so nice. It works. Got that little alliteration in there. It just comes out of nowhere, though. (laughs) Doesn't make sense. Um, I think the third thing on Kangju Eun Day was napping. Oh, yes. Napping like you never have to wake up. Yes, like don't set your alarm. You don't you don't act like there's ever going to be anything else going on in your life, which is how I nap. Mm-hmm. I uh for a long time I've considered my only real hobby to be napping. <laughs> my my skill, if you will, I can sleep anywhere for obscene amounts of time. I just want this show to change us for the better. Right. Because we've seen the benefits where he's like, You can't nap, that messes up your sleep schedule. Go to sleep earlier and wake up later. That come to Jesus then, moment. Yeah, and then you'll have a normal sleep schedule, and that's a way healthier way to live. And, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> but those good good naps <laughs> in the middle of the day. If I am not at work at four p.m., might as well be asleep. I'm gonna be asleep. Anywhere between two p.m. and four p.m. is nap time. So. Hopefully it'll change us someday. Yeah. These, this show has so many life lessons that I want to, to help apply. me. Yeah. yeah. I want them to change me for the better. I and maybe someday they will. As I've watched this show, I've thought, like, this could be you, Raquel. This could be you. Mm-hmm. And then I just live, like, I live every day like King June Day. And then you watch another episode. And then I watch another episode. <laughs> Because you think it's the same if you just watch it and listen to the lessons as applying them. Yeah. It's it's just such a paradox. Like, you know they want you to keep watching the show. Yeah. Like, they're not actually encouraging you to be a healthier person. But then they keep being like, um, healthy people don't watch TV. All day. All day. I think that's my biggest thing. I can't do anything in moderation. Mm. So I would either have to commit to that lifestyle or stay committed to the one I am currently in. 
And we've already committed to this, so... So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. We'll make some changes. Yeah. Small. <laughs> we'll either be making changes or excuses. <laughs> Preaching. <laughs> Our lives are sad. Was never... Is there only four? No, they, uh, Four is the meal mission. They went out to eat. Ooh. <laughs> and sweet Jiwoon ah. is like, I'm dressing up. He says she wants to be treated like a princess, then we're gonna dress like princes. And he gets them all dressed up like princes, and they show up to, like, the, like, the most casual, like, eating out experience you could possibly have. Like, people are there in their sweats, mm -hmm. just eating King some... Kim shows up in work clothes. Yeah. He's just like, ah, you definitely look out of place, but you look good. <laughs> you look good. You I'm look proud good. of you. And they take the picture that I, my first uh, laptop background, desktop number one. <laughs> Because it's the most beautiful picture. It's such a good selfie. They even get Young Ho to smile. So it's like, I mean, you're there. How could it be even better? I just don't know. Yeah. It's just so good. It's so good. That entire episode is so, so, so good. good. Oh, man. I just need a screenshot of those three watching the romantic movie together. Right? <laughs> I uh, think it pans across their faces, so it never has the three of them together. But it would be so, so good. Yeah, well, I mean, we have Photoshop at our disposal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get creepy with this. Yeah. Let's put an insane amount of effort into this. Nothing in moderation. <laughs> so many hours. Yeah, that's all I really care to oh, talk about for episode six. Except uh, the one thing I kind of wanted to pop in there is um, the the second police station time that we kind of mentioned before where they all show up. I just, can we talk about how they all eavesdropped in a police station <laughs> on everyone else? I thought you were going to say something else and I'll say it after <laughs> because that is worth talking about because <laughs> it's so funny. Because it's like, uh, Wushik is there and then Sujin shows up. And just stands in the corner for a minute. And eavesdrops on, um... On everyone who's there. And then Ju'un shows up. And then Young-ho shows up. <laughs> and eavesdrops on the fact that Ju'un and Wushik were first loves and just stands there. But, like, they, everyone stops in the same place <laughs> and just listens in a police station. I just feel like someone would be like, sorry, sir, you need to get a move on. Like, they're over there. Like, yeah. you can see them. Especially because they have to, like, go through a gate. Yeah, like, someone lets them into uh -huh. the station, and, and then they stand like, in the gateway. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out. Um, I know it, like, okay, so I know it's plot points. I do know that, like, they want them to overhear these things. I get it, but also, like, think of a smooth way to do it. <laughs> They did, because they got it all out of the way at once. Yeah, just quick, boom, All the boom, characters boom. just walk in and hear something <laughs> and move in for their spot. I thought you were going to talk about after they get out of the police station, and Wushik is like, oh, I'm sorry, Ju-un, I just wanted to be there for you in case you didn't have anybody. And she's like, you're the reason that nobody's in my life yeah. right now. So... So don't pretend you care. And then Young-ho walk walks out and is like... Oh, I better go get your ex-girlfriend, because I bet she needs cold. I need someone <laughs> to cuddle with. He says it really cool. I say yeah. it really dumb. I like to mess up quotes as a hobby. <laughs> but it is such a good, like, savage moment. Yeah. Like, he goes so hard with that, like, just rubs Wushik's face in that moment. <laughs> like, oh, you know what? I better go keep your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend warm. Mm -hmm. You know how she gets. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I'm so proud of him because I'm always down for shutting Lusik down. Right. I hate him. Yeah. Yep. Done with him. Humiliate him. Do what you want. Just take your girl home. Yep. <laughs> oh, and she's wearing that really terrible camo coat with the pink. Oh, hell. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> oh, her jacket is so much. Yeah. Because that's when they go to the coffee shop, right? 
Yeah, I think that's like. Is that the end of episode oh, six? That is. They go we like. We should have talked about that. I'm sorry I, I skipped it. I didn't even take a note about it. <laughs> I didn't take a single note about their first kiss. This is just so memorable, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I wrote a lot of notes about the jacket. Yeah. But, so. <laughs> and I guess if we can just relate that jacket to. To the beautiful moment. Yeah. That it tried to ruin. <laughs> I think I could even forgive the hideous jacket if it didn't have, like, something embroidered into it as well, and it's, like, long. Like, everything about it is too much. Yeah, it's so over the top. But But, it's what she's wearing when they have their first kiss, and it's a really cute first kiss. It is, until he ruins it. Like, I kind of, I, I wish that that hadn't happened because you're right it's the perfect first kiss except the fact that he creeps really hard and is like I own you you can't say no and then kisses her and I'm like no everyone can say no it's called consent and you stop you have to have it before you do things yeah this show's really clever about bringing quotes back which is really good because right before their kiss, she talks about, like, tasting the sweetness of life because he's never been able to do that because mm-hmm. he was in the hospital most of his life and his life was really sad. So she talks about, like, letting him experience the sweet things in life and she's a little bit talking about the coffee but a little bit not. Yeah, and so it's and like... So, and they bring that back and for the next like, few oh, episodes. Smooth. Gosh, Oops. I was so excited and knocked a bunch of things over. Don't worry. So, yeah, which which they bring back a lot, and it's really clever, and it shows the connection between the two when they talk about, like, the sweetness of life, and, yeah, that's the cute one, yeah. and the really creepy one is the, the I own your body one. Yeah, like, you can't say no, because I own your, like, and that was said in the first place, kind of him being, like, you, I'm your trainer. I'm your trainer, and you can't say no to these things because I'm going to do what's best for you kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then he just makes it so weird. Yeah, when they when they try and transition it into their relationship as two consenting adults in love, it never it's a lot creepy. It right? never works. They they do it a couple times, and mm-hmm. I've never seen it kind of not make me feel a little weird, like I wish they didn't. Yeah, you wish they'd just stick to the sweetness of life one. Yeah, because that's the best applicable quote to two consenting adults in love. Yeah, and they do transition a little bit. They stop using the I own your body as much and Mm -hmm. start using the sweetness of life Which is so good, yeah. So it, it, it balances, but yeah, that... He tried to ruin it. It was a really cute first kiss, but um, without his dominating attitude, it would have been even better. Yeah. If only. If only. <laughs> That's okay, because it looked like it was wintertime, because it's always Christmas. Yeah, it's always Christmas in Korea, right? Right? <laughs> Is it? I really want to go and find out. Yeah, like if we show up to Korea today, September, like... Will they have Christmas decorations up? We don't know. We don't know. If we if this show is to yes. if if this show is to be believed, then yes. Mm-hmm. Yes it will. I'm down for that. Yeah, I would go. I'm down for forever Christmas. Let's just skip every holiday between now and Christmas and go to Korea. Yeah. Alright, Korea. <laughs> Are you ready? Here we come. Hopefully it's always Christmas like it is in this show. <laughs> Um, episode seven. Seven. He drives uh, her home. And I would just like to thank the creators of the show for giving us that car ride home because it is so good. Like, it's just so, because it's not something I expected to see. Like, I almost just was expecting, like, all right, flash forward, they're home. How are they going to handle this? Right. And then instead... We end up with this really perfect thing of her hiding under the jacket Uh and feeling so awkward. And that is, I, adulthood has been an awkward time for me. And to see another adult just feeling... Physically hiding after the first kiss. Right. Like, 
I, it just felt really good mm-hmm. to see that and be like, yeah, I also would not handle that situation well. I have no social skills. <laughs> I would want to hide under a jacket. Oh, she's so relatable and adorable. Right? I just, I am her. She is me. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode 7 has the bag. The bag oh. scene that... It's just good comedy. It's some good, good comedy, because Jiwoong is not holding back his his antics mm-hmm. in the face of that bag. He's just such a good side character. <laughs> I love him so much. And when the bag dies, his reactions are what make it. So good. Like, oh, it smells so bad. Yeah. Your, your bag is dead, man. <laughs> your bag is dead. And then next morning at breakfast, he, like, hides behind his song. <laughs> like, no, I can't take it. <laughs> oh, oh, so man. funny. And, of course, Young Ho gets her a new bag, and it's really cute. It's, like, the exact same bag, because... Somehow? Yeah. Somehow she's like, this bag is ten years old. Yeah, he's like, don't worry. I found it. I have all. I have more money than God. <laughs> I had someone make it. <laughs> they replicated the exact bag. Oh, I wish I had that in my life. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We don't need money. We have each other. Okay, dramas. <laughs> and God knows if we had that much money, we'd have to go through knee surgery. Oh, God. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to be asleep. I was so grateful that I got to sleep through my knee surgery because I'm poor. That's just a nice, nice thing. <laughs> Thank God we're poor. Thank God we're poor. Um, And then they have the dance scene with Jiwoong and Jiwoon, and it's... Just real pure. Yeah. Just oh. episode seven. It's just Jiwoong. <laughs> Jiwoong. It's all, I, I think all of my notes are Jiwoong. Mm-hmm. Um, because him being like, hey, are you ready to, are you ready to do some dancing? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I wish I had someone in my life that would do dance videos with me. And then I remembered how often Emily and I do dance videos together. <laughs> I have that in my life mm-hmm. for now. Until I go back to Japan, uh, and then we'll have to do them over Skype, yep. like real, real weirdos. Yeah, like have TV, then computer screen, just have it all laid out. Yeah, we'll get a setup. Yeah, or I'll just move to Japan, it's fine. Yeah! <laughs> I'm down. I'm down for that. And then there was another scene that I wrote that Jin Sung is fighting and... Um, What's that girl's name? Yijin? Yeah. Yijin shows up and is like, I'm your fan, you fool. I love you. And, like, all my notes about that are Jiwoon's reactions. Oh, my God. Because, like, her doing it was, like, awkward. Him turning around being like, I heard the whole thing and I'm her. (laughs) I died. It's so so good. I think, uh... Jason, your husband, mm. Emily's husband, <laughs> you know Jason. You know the one. I'm aware. Uh, I think he was watching that with us that one time, and that was also good. Like, everything about that was good, because Jason was... Even Jason broke. <laughs> so Even Jason has to laugh at Jiwoon. Congratulations, Jiwoon. You are the winner of all of our hearts. We're big, big fans. <laughs> Um, then there's Bring Your Parents to School Day. Oh, God. Is just, all of these are so G-Wong's good. G-Wong's good comedy. My other, other, other favorite scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Add it to the list of favorite G-Wong scenes. And then it ends with a meeting. Oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. The cliffhanger. Uh, yeah, the cliffhanger. And then, and then into episode eight, though. So the cliffhanger for episode seven was, like, her finding out that John Kim is Young Ho, this yeah. bajillionaire, which is always a little bit of, like, you're literally in his house. All the you time. You know he's a bajillionaire. Like, you know, and I guess she assumed it was all, like, John Kim money. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's, like, sitting in this legal meeting, like, texting him. Mm-hmm. Like, I've gotta go now. And he's like, oh, me too, but I'll see you later, and we'll mm-hmm. do some flirting. Yeah. Do some of that good, good loving. <laughs> Then he walks in, and he's like, oh, I'm the uh, new executive director of this giant company. I think we talked about it in the first episode, how it's 
we were trying to figure out the ties of why he had to be a doctor and a CEO. Right. And they were like, um, he's the CEO of a medical group. So it's like, oh, okay. I sort of get it. Yeah. Uh, now, it it now it makes sense, which I'm grateful for, because I... Do not... Understand. I just didn't... Yeah. Mm-mm. Oof. But they made it seem like she was going to run away and leave his life forever. Yeah, which was, like, I don't know. Like, it was maybe not entirely justified, like, her reaction, like, right. necessarily. So when he says what he says at this time, <laughs> it's not that he's wrong. It's just that he's being a butthole. <laughs> right. This is such a good cliffhanger, because I remember we watched it at, like, 1 a.m., and you were like, I have to work at, like, 7 a.m. <laughs> in a different city, so I'm gonna go. I'm kinda dry and I was home. like, I'm sorry, Raquel, I'm gonna watch the next one. I know, and I was like, it's fine, I guess I'll just watch it at work or something. That's why I was like, the cliffhanger, and I remember it being such a big deal for me, that's why. Yeah. I had to wait one whole sleep to watch it. Yep, you had to go to sleep, <laughs> you had to drive an hour to get home. Go to sleep, go to work and watch it. Yep. And, again, it was similar to the stalker situation where it went not in the direction we thought yeah, at all. Yeah, because he stands up there and he's just like, I don't know why you're reacting like this. What, did I ask you to marry me? Have we made any commitments? And she's just kind of like, oh, you know what? You're right. We should get back. And I'm like, she's so June cool about it. <laughs> I just don't understand. It kind of makes me mad, but also she's just so adult that you can't be mad. Right, because she's just like, you, you're watching K-dramas, you expect her to react childishly. Yeah, because you're so used to all of these people overreacting to every situation. And like, her maybe running out was like a slight overreaction. But even then, like, it would be jarring. And she waited till the end of the meeting. It's not like... No, she oh, runs out at the first of the meeting. Eh, my bad. <laughs> she also runs out at the end of the meeting. Yeah, both times. Runs both out times. again. <laughs> so, like, there's that element of K-drama, but even then it's like, she's just kind of like, excuse me, I'll be right back. Mm. And then he chases her down, because he's... And then they come back 30 seconds later, and yeah. they're fine. They take a quick elevator ride. No, no, don't come into the elevator. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, you had to get to a place and you're waiting for an elevator and then someone's like, you're gonna want to take a different elevator and you're just like, oh my god, I have to get back to work. I'm not gonna be fired over your stupid love quarrel. God. God, let me in. <laughs> stairs, I guess. I don't know. Oh, we didn't talk about his beautiful outfit. Oh my god, that coat over that tan suit is the most... Incredible combo. I'm sorry, guys. I don't think we've talked about fashion nearly enough. God, when I write the description for this episode, it will be a lie if we don't <laughs> talk about fashion. Because his... Oh, his outfit in that scene. Oh. All of it. Head to toe gorgeous. Head to toe gorgeous. I, like... I had feelings for that outfit. Because <laughs> it looked so good. It looked so, so good. Ugh. How could you not forgive him? Right? Immediately. Like, oh, 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 never mind. I see you. You're fine. You can say whatever you want. I know. I say forgive <laughs> him, even, and that's also what makes me so proud of Ju'un, is she's like, I forgot there's nothing to forgive. I'm not in the right and you're in the wrong. Right. We're in a relationship that we haven't set boundaries and defined yet, and I made up something in my head that... Wasn't there. Yeah, like, I don't know why I'm being this way. Yeah. Um, that said, she's the luckiest girl in the entire world, because she gets to leave after that. Like, that's all I ever want in my life, after, like, awkward situations, or maybe situations where I'm feeling too much, or, like, I can tell I'm, like, not okay with something. All I want is to go somewhere, and she does. She goes home. But not... In a running away sense. Right, because no one wants to run away from their problems. Like, that's not fun. Isn't it that her mom's it opening is, a restaurant? Yeah, her mom and, her and brother. Like, We've been planning this for a month. You have to be here. Yeah, and we, you told us you'd come home already. So, And she's like, thank God I can get out of this house that I live in with this guy who, like, I don't know what our relationship is, but he just said something that kind of bummed me out about it. Like, you're right, we aren't married. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't propose, but also, like... I don't have to go home and explain, like, 
explain when I see him later, like, I just ran away because I needed a minute. Yeah. She's like, no, I went home to help my mom with her restaurant. It's been planned for a long time that I was going to go home. So I will tell the kids and you can hear it from them. Which I think he calls June Song. Right. June Song's like, yeah, I know where she is. Yeah, I think he calls Ji Wung and Ji Wung's like, I don't know. And then June Song is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk. We talk. And I was like. That's the beginning of these little inklings that Ju'un and Jun-sung are best friends. Right? That, like, you never really got before. Like, they were always sweet with each other, but, right. it, like, as a group of friends, you know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no. They are independently such a good friendship. Uh-huh. Because, obviously, Ji-woon is friends with everybody. Yeah. Like, that's you, him. he's just a likable person. But he sat next to Ju'un on the airplane and, like, was the one that met her first and called her ma'am and fell in love with her. Oh. And so cute and precious. Obviously, she has a relationship with Young Ho. And like you said, you kind of expect Jun Song to just be like, yeah, both my best friends like her, so I like her. Yeah, like, we get along. And he's like, no, she called <laughs> and told me where she's going when we were at coffee together. I don't know. She wouldn't call while they were at coffee. Yeah, but... But you know what I'm but saying? But yeah, like, like they spend time. <laughs> Somehow he was the only one that knew. I'm just so delighted yeah. by that. It feels really good to see that little friendship blossom. And that's, yeah, that first moment where you're like, wait, why does he know? Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this. Yeah. And she goes home and waits for a phone call that never comes. Yeah. She gets so many messages from Ji Wing that's adorable. I love him. <laughs> Simple as that. I love him. <laughs> then Young Ho texts her and says, meet me at the train station, and she rushes over, and it's the best scene of the show. Yeah. This is my favorite episode for this scene and everything that happens after. This one scene has so many elements that is just so perfect. Like, the fact that he does the coat hug. Oh. That that good good coat hug and he's just like I'm cold come on come over here and he wraps her up in his coat and I'm like that is sweet and he wraps her up and he does the thing that Young Ho does that it almost seems condescending but you can tell he loves her so much that he's like ah your tummy fat's real nice right now yeah it's, it's so warm, warm. <laughs> you're like ah I usually would hate that but it was actually it really, was nice. Actually really nice. And it wasn't, you seem authentic about it. Yeah, you're not, like, trying to just... It, it's like a soft tease. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, the cutting words that he began with at the beginning of the show. It's just a soft tease. Like, I like you so much. And look at how nice your your warm belly fat is. And it's like... Uh, you're kind of silly, but I like it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually okay with this, surprisingly. And then he brought two scarves. Matching freaking scarves. So cute. Oh, and I, then they go on a long, long rock walk. <laughs> I don't know. I'm too excited. I can't talk anymore. They go on a long, long walk, walk and talk about his past and his feelings and why he didn't say that he was the executive director of this big, big company. Yeah, so finally, like they hash out the details of the fact that yeah, they are like in a relationship and they want to do this, and it's so overwhelmingly adult. And healthy. And healthy. It's so healthy. There's so much communication and trust. Ah, oh, just, whew. That good, good communication. Oh, you <laughs> uh, know I'm a sucker for communication. A man who knows how to express himself. Oh, <laughs> Lord help us. <laughs> so yeah, that's, there's so much more cute stuff that happens. I don't feel like we need to talk about it. If yeah. y'all haven't watched episode eight. Just go watch it. Why are you here? Why are you here? Yeah, why don't you listen to this? But also, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. I'm sorry, I shouldn't push people away. (laughs) Get out of here. Go watch the show. It's really too cute for words. I love episode 8 so much. I'm not going to ruin it with all of my ranting about how good it is. It's just so good. That's the thing. It's just so good. And we all hope to have relationships as healthy as this one is. (laughs) Right? When I grow up, 
<laughs> when I become a real adult. I hope that my relationship is healthy, like June and Young Ho's relationship. Yeah, I say we all wish for it, just as like a blanket statement. I feel like I have a relationship you, as cute and healthy. As you this have one. a very sweet relationship, and it is very healthy. So just know that I feel like I'm not letting my standards down in real life either. <laughs> Just y'all know I'm at that place, but I want you all to be at that place as well. Why am I doing a soothing voice? Ew, it's creeping me out. Welcome to Emily's Love Podcast. On NPR. <laughs> we're not with NPR. We're in no way associated with NPR. I don't know if you can say that. If I stop laughing, I just do my soothing NPR voice. Oh, I'm laughing too hard. Oh, I hope you guys... Come back. <laughs> There's no way I'm editing this out. <laughs> like, I know for good podcasting, I should. But it's so good. But it's so, so good. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening to Plan K. <laughs> we love you. We love you. We, we, love love you. we appreciate our good communication today. <laughs> Wait. Hold, hold the press. We haven't talked about the final cliffhanger. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's a big one. Is it? Yeah, it's... it's I, decent. I uh, literally just wrote the cliffhanger. What happened? Here's what... It's... Uh, <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's the Beauty and the Beast cliffhanger. <gasps> oh! Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Oh, I thought this was the episode that ended with him being like, uh, this is the CEO of my company manager man and this is the CEO of my heart my girlfriend goodbye folks. <laughs> so I was not gonna talk about it uh-uh. this is the one that we waited so long to watch right like we had gone a couple of weeks I think without watching this one uh or like after this one like we hadn't had time Emily moved to Japan yeah and then I didn't have good internet, yeah, so we recorded one and it did not go well. No, no, no. It was terrible. So this is take two. <laughs> and that cliffhanger. That cliffhanger. Oh my god. So why is it called the Beauty and the Beast cliffhanger? I genuinely thought it was going to be like a Beauty and the Beast thing, like in my heart. I told Emily about it as we were watching it. It was like some Beauty and the Beast. Because <laughs> uh, he is having like serious knee problems his pain is back in a big way and she finds him she calls him a couple of times and it surprisingly feels not entirely contrived that she like ended up being able to hear his phone and she follows it into like his secret room his secret room like beast has for his rose (laughs) (laughs) and in his secret room he's having a full pain meltdown like on the floor and he just starts telling her to get out. And she's, like, freaking out because she had no clue. And they are in a relationship now. And this is news. Mm-hmm. And I expected it to be him, Beast, flying off of the handle and being like, get out. And then her running away and never coming back again. And by never coming back again, I mean reconciling with a snowball fight or something. <laughs> but we thought she, she'd run away. And he's just, it just ends with him screaming, get out, and her crying. And it tore me apart until I watched a bunch of other K-dramas, because I can't stop, can't stop, (laughs) won't stop. Gotta get that fixed. Gotta keep them, keep them coming. Otherwise, I'll never recover from all my Venus. (laughs) Ooh. And that's it. Yeah. And that's our cliffhanger, I guess. Yeah. And then we just won't say anything else. Just kidding. We have some stuff to tell you guys. Yes. <laughs> what do we have to tell them? We have to tell them about our email. Oh, yeah. Which is playonkpodcast at gmail.com. Our website is playonk.com. And we, you can contact us in either of those places. We have... Or on Twitter. Or on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We have so many followers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raquel's following us. I am following us. And her two best friends are following us. Yep, so... I uh, don't know anybody that uses Twitter. <laughs> so... Uh, I am utilizing all of my connections. <laughs> all, all three, including myself. To, to I mean, you've tripled what I've got. No, I've got zero. You can't triple that. <laughs> it's triple zero. 
<laughs> oh man. So yeah, you can uh, you can hit us up on Twitter or just follow us the regular way. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Ooh, yeah. uh, which. Uh, we're the ones without a cover picture. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if you're listening to this far, far in the future, which I assume most of you are, then we probably have a picture. Finally. Finally. I just know how hard it was to get that. Because <laughs> right now, we just don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. And uh, we're not worried about it because all of our thousands of listeners don't seem to mind. <laughs> no. no one's contacted us yet. <laughs> so yeah, subscribe. Uh, talk to us. Yeah, let us know what your opinions on these episodes are, who you like the best, who's the power couple in your mind, or who you want to be the power couple. Yeah, who you, you wish. Want more out of. Yeah, who you wish would be a power couple if they aren't already a power couple. Tell us if you agree with us or disagree with us. We just want to talk to you guys. We just want to have this conversation. We just want to connect. We want to connect with you. It's all we want. Let us know. Let's oh, yeah, and we have to thank James. James! James Hevel. He does our theme song, and he is a god among men. And He did it all by himself. Yeah. I don't know how. And it sounds like a million voices. It sounds like a million beautiful angel voices. And he is a beautiful angel. So thanks, James. <laughs> thanks, James. James Hevel. Yeah. Look him up. Hire him, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, I yeah. Know. Ask Like, ask him if, if you have a project you're working on. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he wants this. Yeah. Just like, I have no clue. But, like, follow him. Like, keep your ear out for him because he's so talented. He's so, so talented. If you see a concert picture with his name on it, yeah. go to that. Go to that. I think that is just about everything. Um... Thank you. Thank you. We'll record another episode and get these episodes on a regular schedule again. Yeah, so look for us on Tuesdays on our website or on iTunes. Uh, that's when we'll, we'll get, a, get our thing going. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. All right. We'll see you on Tuesday, guys. See you Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.